Welcome to this edition of Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. This is Lacey Bolte with Nebraska AIDS Project and my co-host Josh Blanos from the Better Business Bureau. This show is created to highlight the great work done by many of Lincoln's nonprofits who are members of Cause Collective. To learn more about Cause Collective and how we help our members better serve the community, visit our website at www.causecollectivelincoln.org. While you're there, you can also sign up for our free newsletter to read all about what our members are doing and how you can support them. Just click Community Newsletter on the Community Outreach button. Today, we were talking with Megan Hammond, Hammond, I'm so sorry, Megan Hammond, the Food Access Community Organizes, the community... Okay, we're just going to start that over and they're going to cut that. It's going to be great. No worries. <laughs> Today, we were talking to Megan Hammond, the Food Access Community Organizer from Nebraska Appleseed, along with two, two community advocates pushing for better food access in our state, Shelley Moore and Sierra Edmiston. To get us started, could you tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you got this spot in your career? Sure, yeah, and thank you for having me. Uh, I'm Megan, I've been in my role at Appleseed for the past two and a half years. Um, prior to that, I was wrapping up my degree and working with a youth leadership non-for-profit in Latin America. I've really loved the opportunities I've had at Appleseed to make a difference in my community. Uh, Lincoln is where I uh, really grew up, so it's nice to be able to um, contribute to positive change in the state. And one of my favorite ways that we're organizing folks right now is through a nine-month community advocates cohort that Shelly and Sierra are a part of. Thanks so much to all three of you for joining us today. Um, I'm curious what what the best part of your job is um, when you you know have conversations with community members. What what is it that that really jumps out to you when when folks ask about um, you know your commitment to the organization and, and the best part of of your positions? Yeah, I um, have been really grateful to be in a role where I get to work uh, directly with community members who are facing challenges with uh, food access. And um, just being able to work one-on-one -on -one and build relationships with community members who are uh, navigating these challenges and um, working together to find solutions and really push for powerful change in our state has been an incredibly meaningful place to find myself. That's amazing. Uh, Shelly, can we start with you? Can you tell us a little bit how you got involved with Nebraska Appleseed? Yeah, sure. I've worked with a number of organizations through the years, including People City Mission, um, Community Action. I've only gotten uh, connected with Appleseed over this past year when I applied for the Community Advocates Cohort. I wanted to get involved because hunger is a problem nationwide and locally, of course. Um, I don't think people understand how many people don't have access to healthy foods. Um, likewise, I've been in too many committees that just talk and talk, but no action is ever really taken as a result of this. This cohort, um, when I read about it, I, it seemed like a group that could actually help make changes and take actions that would help people get access to healthy food and reduce the negative perceptions about hunger. Sierra, can you tell us a little bit about your interest with Appleseed? Yeah, so I first heard about Nebraska Appleseed through another organization called Bridging Forward. It's an organization in Hastings where I live 
that helps low-income families get on their feet and get better opportunities for their families. They connected me with Nebraska Appleseed's food access cohort that I've been a part of for the last seven months. This was my first time joining a group like this. Nebraska Appleseed's a, a wide-ranging organization. Um, I'm sure some folks have uh, certain on-ramps to, to the programs uh, that you offer, but as far as uh, you know, the, the, the breadth of, of what you offer to the community. Could you walk us through what some of those programs and services are? Yeah, certainly. Um, so Nebraska Appleseed works um, primarily uh, in four program areas. Um, so we work um, in the economic justice space, uh, which includes all of our food access work, as well as advocacy around public benefits access um, and housing access. Uh, we also work in the healthcare access space, um, the child welfare space, and um, on, on immigrant rights and inclusion. Uh, so really, uh, we cover a wide variety of issues that um, many Nebraskans are facing and um, are ultimately striving to fight for justice and opportunity for all Nebraskans in the work that we do. Uh, we do this through uh, policy advocacy, community organizing, which is the role that I'm in, and then also impact litigation um, to make sure that Nebraskans' rights are protected and um, that everybody is um, able to access the resources they need to thrive. That's so amazing. I love hearing about all the different areas that Appleseed is involved with in the community. It's such an important organization for us. Um, Shelly, can you tell us a little bit more about what you're learning in this cohort? Yeah, um, it's I'm learning a, uh, and getting to know a lot of the networking, getting some networking done, which is really helpful because you require connections to make change happen. You can't do it on your own. Um, it's been helpful to connect with other community advocates and to learn more about the other organizations working on the issues I've faced and seen others experience. I've learned a lot about how to keep up with what's happening in the legislature and how to speak up on my own and share my opinions on these issues. It also helps to open my eyes to what more needs to be done and the pieces that it takes that need to come together to make food access better in our own communities. Sierra, can you tell us a little bit about your experience? Yeah, so I have learned how to make or how to use my voice and my story to connect with others and to make others aware of issues around food access. For example, we have learned how to speak at hearings and how to connect to your senators. Um, it's been really helpful to do this as a group. On my own, I would have wanted to get involved, but I wouldn't have because I wouldn't have known how to. So it's been really helpful to hear from other cohort members about their experiences and their works that they are doing. Um, and then to make it so that way I can do my own work and really help others. Uh, Shelly, can you share a little bit about what first made you interested in advocacy efforts? I've always um, known, seen and known about the importance of advocacy. Most people do not understand that they really have to advocate for themselves. I've seen a lot of people act like whatever they get, that's it. And that's all that's available. 
Um, they aren't just going to hand it to you. People aren't. I've rarely seen a place that will tell someone every service or item that's available to them. It's with questions and research that you learn what your entitlements and opportunities are. Food access is an issue that especially affects low-income families. And they've often been taught by society to just shut up and take what they've been given. And that's it. Um, I'd like to help advocate and teach others to advocate for their own needs because that's what I've had to learn to do for my own family, not just with food, but healthcare, everything. You know, when my younger child turned 15 years old, she had um, a healthcare crisis and I faced just extreme financial hardships, um, as well as support issues. No one could tell me what resources there were for families facing this kind of crisis. Uh, because of her age, we were in this gap of services. I had to research, ask, push and fight to make sure first and foremost, she got the health care that she required. And after that, find the support that we required. No one was out there handing out the information. Actually, most of them didn't even know. I had to dig and really search. And so that's what I try to encourage others to do. You know, don't just look in one place. Dig, search, and find out what there is out there. And that's not always easy to do. Yeah, that self-advocacy uh, piece is, is so important for so many folks who, who get into the nonprofit space, just, you know, broadly oh, speaking. Absolutely. Um, Sierra, the same question to you. What initially sparked your, your curiosity or interest in advocacy efforts? So what first interested me in advocacy was being able to use my voice to help others. Um, I think it's so important to be able to push for a positive change, because if we don't push for change, it won't ever happen. Um, we see that way too often when people just say nothing ever changes. And instead of doing something um, to make that change, all they do is just say that and stop there. Um, joining this cohort was a perfect way for me to learn how to be a better advocate so I can participate in making changes for my community. That's amazing. I love I, I love that Appleseed is facilitating this cohort and bringing folks together to share stories and connect with others. It's just, it sounds like a wonderful program. Shelly, can, can you share more a little bit about how you've grown as an advocate over your time in the cohort? Yeah. Um, both my parents really, um, uh, no, it's not the right one. Sorry. I guess it is. Is that the right? Both my parents had government jobs, so state capital is very familiar to me. Um, it was a new experience, however, for me to be testifying in Nebraska legislature on LB84, so I enjoyed that. That bill would help t over 10,000 Nebraska families keep their SNAP benefits. Uh, two years ago, SNAP income limit was raised to 135% of the federal poverty level, and that bill would help keep the income level at 135%. Now, I've got to put with that said, that is still very low. <laughs> don't, don't think that that's high. <laughs> um, it was important to me to let the senators know that it's not people who are abusing the system or trying to live off welfare is people who need enough food to provide for their families. Um, they're struggling to get enough food um, 
it's getting rid of negative misperceptions and it's provided as a priority for me um those kind of things it's speaking out on behalf of people who need help um because misperceptions abound um both with people who are receiving benefits and people who have never had that need those are just horrible out there so and then these days i'm also looking more um into transportation to access for the local food pantries here in the lincoln area i've met many people who have the necessity of food pantries but can't access them because of lack of transportation lots of people like me don't have vehicles so uh, and maybe they're physically disabled as well and can't easily get out to access food pantries even as they're fairly close they couldn't walk there and there's such a barrier to the food resources food resources that exist in our community um so that's an issue i'd like to kind of help address next is i take every opportunity i can to talk to people about food access i speak to them in person i use social media whenever i can i have sent emails encouraging HSS, HHS committee to support LB88, uh, the SNAP reentry bill. So I've, you know, kind of expanded who I'm talking to, um, how I reach out to people, and I've become much more vocal and um, and aware of the things that are out there. I also want to look when the federal uh, bill comes up in this next year and get that federal income limit raise because it's ridiculous what they expect people to live on i'll just chime in very quickly to clarify one thing uh related to lb84 um so um two years ago the snap income limit was actually raised to 165 percent uh no problem at all uh but yes so it's raised to 165 percent of the federal poverty level and lb84 is really striving to keep it at that increased level um to make sure that nebraskans are able to access the food resources that they need awesome thanks megan yeah uh shelly also mentioned lb88 um megan i don't know can you tell us a little bit about the the food access bills that appleseed is working on this session yeah, so um, LB84 has obviously been a, a big focus of ours because we're very invested in um, Nebraska community members on SNAP being able to continue to access this resource and um, be able to buy the groceries they need to feed their families. Uh, LB88 is another big one in the SNAP access space. Um, this uh, bill would actually um, get rid of a lifetime ban on SNAP for folks with certain drug-related felony convictions. Uh, and we've seen that this impacts not just uh, parents who have these past convictions, but also their families um, who tend to get fewer SNAP benefits as a result of the parents' income being counted against them um, and um, not being included in the household side. So in other words, the entire family loses out on, on SNAP benefits as a result of um, this ban. And we don't think that that's fair for either the folks who are directly impacted and the, the families that are um, indirectly impacted by this um, current ban in our state. And I'm gonna add in that ban also is, it's only for felony drug convictions. You can be a rapist 
and come back out of prison and go ahead and get food stamps. But if you had a drug conviction 15 years ago, you still can't. Even though you've completed drug, con you know, drug court, you've con completed your time in prison, you've been clean, everything, but you still are banned. Yeah, it's definitely a ban that is very targeted um, for um, drug-related convictions specifically, uh, and we don't think that that's fair or reasonable either. And jumping over to you, Sierra, can you can you talk a little bit about your growth as an advocate over your time in participating with this cohort? So the two big moments that come to mind for me um, are when I testified on LB. 285 um, and spoke at uh, Morale uh, Monday rally about the importance of LB84. So when I first testified on um, LB285, which is the bill that expands the uptake of a federal program that lets school offer free and reduced lunch to children, um, this was the first time I spoke at the Capitol building. Um, or was even in the Capitol building. Like when everyone goes for their fourth grade trip, I didn't even get to go on that because I was sick. So it was a bit overwhelming for me to be at the Capitol building, but yet it was an amazing experience to be there and to be a voice um, for school meal access. Um, it was definitely a different experience when I was back at the Capitol um, to speak at the Morale Monday rally um, that was coordinated by the Poor People's Campaign because I spoke to com com community members and not senators this time about the importance of LB84. Um, and that's the uh, cliff effect bill. Um, and then it was especially meaningful for the rally um, because I was able to have my eight-year-old son with me this time. And so he got to see his mom speak up for Nebraska snap access. And that was just an amazing experience for him and for me. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Megan, did you have anything else to share about the cohort? Yeah, um, we have three other cohort members who weren't able to join us today, but um, they've also been busy advocating uh, for a lot of issues that matter to them. Um, so they've testified and spoken out on additional topics, including um, LB88, which is this bill that um, is seeking to eliminate the SNAP ban for folks with certain drug-related felony convictions. Um, and others have spoken out about the prevalence of food deserts in rural Nebraska and the need for support in those communities. So I've really enjoyed being able to work with such an impassioned group of advocates and to see each of them finding their voice. Um, all three of you have uh, kind of mentioned some of those specific pieces of legislation that you've advocated for. Um, what are those issues that are important to you personally? Um, and if, you know, it requires you to, I guess, double up on, on what we've talked up to this point, uh, please go ahead. Shelly, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, well, SNAP is an essential resource for many people, including my own family. I've met so many people through the years who struggled desperately to provide a good life for their family. I've navigated through some of these same challenges myself. Both of my daughters are completely lactose intolerant. Uh, one of them is also glucose and sucrose intolerant, which I don't know if you know many, but that really limits what you can eat. Um, even a little exposure to the lactose makes her violently ill. 
Um, SNAP was one of the few ways I was allowed me to the financial means to provide sufficient food to meet their dietary needs because those foods are much more expensive. Um, when I lost SNAP benefits uh, various periods as they grew due to my changing income at times, I had to scramble to try to make sure my daughters remained fed with nutritionally sound food. Um, because, you know, yeah, pasta, you can buy it cheap, but it's not nutritious. It's just, you know, empty calories, boom. Um, their diets became extremely limited. Um, there were very few foods I could afford that met their dietary needs without SNAP. LB84 would help Nebraska families cope with and deal with the intensely skyrocketing prices of groceries, especially around this time. Um, Nebraskans need to be able uh, to work, take an extra shift, maybe get a promotion without having to worry about immediately losing their SNAP benefits. Um, that increased 165% of the poverty level helps that occur. The bill keeps the income limits up at that 165% of federal poverty level, helping Nebraskans keep their benefits even while improving the quality of life for their families. And that's so important uh, for their own self-esteem. Our assistance programs should not be an earn $5 and lose $20 of benefits. And that's what it has been. It's important to me that I push for these changes, especially given this personal impact that this has had on my life and my children's lives through the years. They grew up in a small town and everybody knew everything about you. And being known as the poor family in town was not fun for them. So those perceptions and being able to improve your family's lot is very important. And Sierra, um, you mentioned um, you know, the specific legislation that you've advocated for. Um, could you kind of touch on the issues that are important to you on a personal level? Uh, yeah, so throughout my life, I've had some struggles accessing food, especially as a working adult. I've had many times where I've had to be careful to not get a raise, which you think would be a good thing to get a raise, but it means a significantly lower SNAP amount um, to feed for my family. For example, with my last raise, I gained $80 a month, which I should have been celebrating. However, I lost $200 per month in SNAP benefits, putting me in a worse financial position overall. Um, I would be okay with losing SNAP um, as I make more money if the money I made could make up the difference. But that's not how it happens. With four young ones at home, I'm also passionate about having free access to school meals because there are many times where parents can't afford the free and reduced lunch prices and students suffer. There's also stigmas around free and reduced lunch programs still in our schools today that are perpetuated by the school staff. And if every student had access to free lunch, then there would be less stigma for my kids and many others who are there trying to make friends and learn. Those are fantastic points. Um that I think would probably cause most listeners to, to reevaluate maybe some some preconceived notions. So I thank you for sharing that. Uh, Megan, could you kind of capture, um, I guess, the entirety of, of what the cohort has attempted to uh, impact through its advocacy efforts? Yeah, so our cohort has largely focused at this point on things happening at the state level. So you've heard from Shelly and Sierra on some of the issues that they've been advocating around. Um, but this year is also a big year um, at the federal level to be looking at food access issues with um, this year's farm bill debate coming up in Congress. 
Um, so there's a number of opportunities to also advocate for SNAP on the federal level because the Farm Bill is actually the process by which um, SNAP is administered federally. Um, and so this is the place where you can start to make a lot of bigger picture programmatic changes to um, keep benefits as they are and make sure that SNAP access is protected from attacks or additional hurdles um, that um, are being considered by um, certain Congress people. Um, and then also to push for um, improvements and changes that could really benefit a lot of uh, Nebraskans and a lot of people nationwide. And, and Megan, you talked about this a little bit earlier, but can you talk, tell us more about some of the programs and services that Appleseed provides aside from the amazing policy work that you all do? Sure, yeah, I'd be happy to. So in my role, I primarily work with community members who are interested in advocating for better food supports in our state. Uh, if listeners are interested in connecting with me to learn more about how to advocate themselves around what's happening in our state uh, or to just become more informed on some of the, the issues that we're working on and to get some more information about what's really happening, uh, you can reach out by visiting neappleseed.org slash contact and filling out our contact form um, just to indicate your interest and to ask any questions that you may have. Um, I'll also note that um, beyond the food access space where I really am working, um, we work on a wide variety of issues uh, that matter to Nebraskans, um, as I mentioned, including healthcare access, child welfare, housing justice, quality jobs, and immigrant rights. So if listeners are looking for a way to stay up to date on specific issues that we're working on, um, they can also sign up for our email lists at neappleseed.org slash subscribe. We just have a, a few more minutes remaining. So I was just curious, uh, just in, in summation, if there's anything else uh, you'd like to share with, with our followers, uh, Shelly? Um, yeah, um, you know, everyone's always talking about how the world's looking bad, going bad. Um, well, let's start with fixing it together. The world's not gonna fix itself. Um, people can learn about, as far as food hunger, people can learn about food banks and pantries and donate to them. Um, food banks are not nearly as full as they used to be. The need is great. As individuals, know your neighbors and if they have needs, Volunteer to take them to local food pantries regularly. Learn how to push for changes like LB84, LB88, and then Nebraska legislature. Watch for federal legislation that will help support families trying to improve their lives and their futures. We beseech our elected officials to know that hunger is here in the U.S. and we must have help. Let's make sure we take care of all of our communities. I challenge listeners to really consider what's acceptable poverty. How are we expecting our fellow citizens, our neighbors, friends, and families to live? What are we expecting them to live on? What income knocks you off of getting any kind of assistance? Because it's not very much. Contact your senators, your legislatures. Stay up to date on legislative issues. Appleseed has been a great help to me to keep up to date on all of these issues and how to stay informed and what steps to take. Vera, anything you'd like to add? 
Yes. So I feel that everyone should not only be aware of these issues, but also should be advocating for them like food access for all Nebraskans, because this is something that affects everyone. Without food access, we all suffer. Getting involved can feel intimidating. However, you can write an email or call your senator or just show up at the Capitol and speak to them in person. I've done all of these things and it's really not as hard as it seems. A quick web search will tell you who your senator is. And there's a lot of nonprofits out there that offer good information on bills in the legislature that um, matter for Nebraskans that can help you learn more. Thanks, Sierra. And Megan, just to close this off, just a couple seconds here. Um, can you tell us how we can connect with you? Yeah, so as I mentioned before, um, you're welcome to visit our website if you have a more specific inquiry, um, neappleseed.org slash contact is the best way to reach out on an individual level. And then if you are looking to stay more informed on uh, what's happening in the legislature, uh, we actually have a specific mailing list you can sign up for legislative updates on our neappleseed.org slash subscribe webpage as well. Thanks. That is all the time that we have for today. So thank you so much to the three of you for coming in and, and sharing your experience and the great work that uh, Nebraska Appleseed is doing with, with all of us and, and with the community. Thank you for listening to Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD Lincoln's Community Radio. For more information and to listen to this podcast, visit www.causecollectivelincoln.org. Tune in next week for another edition of Cause Collective Radio. Keep listening to KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD.